0: Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod and a very happy new year to you all. I'm your host, Andy Rowan, as usual. I'm joined by Big Jim Hamilton and Andy Good. And we're back in the pod ready for two thousand and eighteen. How are you doing, lads? You right?
1: Happy New Year.
2: <coughs> happy New Year.
0: I'm
1: tired already. Are oh, yeah?
2: I am genuinely, you're gonna have to need to see Goody. Obviously you can't, you can only hear him. Two stone.
1: Two stone. (laughs) You have put on two stone. Um, Jim, what I've put on, you've lost. I've been training. You've got graves again, haven't you? I've been training all over Christmas. You haven't been training, mate, because you've got zero chest, noodle arms. Look how baggy your t-shirt is. That's the in-look. I mean, what's going on?
0: Did you get to use your badgie smugglers over the holiday period, Goody? Uh,
1: I tried them on over my jeans uh, to show Ella Grace and the missus, and the missus was like, take them off. Take them off. I was like, and the jeans? She's like, no, no. Just take the budgie smugglers off. You know when your missus sees, you, log- n- sees you naked, is she, <laughs> like, is she like that? <laughs> lights off, mate. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try and keep the lights on because she is um, in a hell of a shape. Is she? Yeah, and I'm quite the
2: opposite. So is it like, literally
1: lights <clears throat> off? off. No, light's on, mate. Yeah, but you're like... Music in the background. Not a chance.
0: Speaking of bedroom activities, how was your secret Santa present, Jim? You weren't too happy with it before Christmas, after Christmas, New Year's? Change your thoughts on that at all? I left it at O'Neill's in Soho. No, you
1: didn't. I did. You took it back to... Where were you again? I was at home. No, 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 after O'Neill's. Centre Park's. Yeah, you took it to Centre Park's. And, and the walls real... were screaming. <laughs> She's like, Stop, Jim. You're so big now.
2: But genuinely, <clears throat> I couldn't wait today to get into the car and get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Cabin fever.
1: Or just hate your kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I spent, it's it felt like a year looking after four kids. Mate, yeah. you,
1: you say that like it's anyone else's fault but yourself. Mate, we didn't want four. We wanted three. And we ended up <laughs> with four.
2: I'm only joking. It was not actually first christmas and new year off rock and roll new year's eve was loose as a goose was it yeah what did you do i watched sky news (laughs) in bed (laughs) five to midnight mrs asleep i was like really so i said to her in the morning she said are you okay i said not really there's a a good chance we're going to be divorced next year i'm going to be in vegas with the boys because this is not how someone of my standing in today's society Showbiz. should be celebrating new year's eve
1: in bed watching sky news exactly I, I can't top that but i was watching sky news as well but we weren't in bed so we went out for dinner took the twins Ella Grace out for dinner and we got home about 10 to 12, watch the fireworks. Oh, nice. I mean, we are, Jim, we are living the life, aren't we? But genuinely, how much weight do you think you've put on? Because that's what you do. You're like a,
2: you class yourself as a, a yo-yo diet man. You're just a yo-diet. So, <laughs> yo! So, what, how much do you think you've put on over Christmas, New Year, genuinely? I've got no idea. A bit, though. I'm happy. You're happy? You hate, you're hate. you hating your life. I'm loving my no, life. No, I'm, I'm loving
1: life. I'm loving life. I'm, I'm real. I'm just saying that looking after four kids is hard. Oh, it is. It's graft. Some days, so a day in the holidays, woke up in the morning when the twins are feeding at half seven, so wake up.
2: Who's fed them? Is that the night nanny? Uh,
1: No, the night nanny wasn't there, actually. It was over the Christmas period, so she was there in between, but not over Christmas. So woke up, fed the twins at like half seven, put them back down about half eight, thought, right, I'm going downstairs for a big breakfast. Of course I did, had a big breakfast, went back upstairs, had a shower, got ready for the day. I say got ready for the day, just put a pair of shorts and t T-shirt on because I'm sweating in my house, no doubt.
2: Pants, woolly hanging out
1: everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, by the time you've done all that, got the twins up again because they're awake, they need to feed. Sat in the chair where I feed the twins. Next thing I know, it's fucking seven o'clock at night. I haven't moved. I've just eaten all day and it's <laughs> just rotating twins, feeding, changing. I didn't know where the day had gone. It was like seven o'clock at night. That's generally what sloths That's do. Like, but, but yeah, some days just just disappeared.
0: I feel like the last two weeks just disappeared. I look back at it now, and I think I just drank way too much. Do
1: you know what I realized? I'm giving it up. We, so we had dry the, January. Oh, you really?
0: Yeah, well, I'm doing a. I'm going to do a half marathon in March, and I'm doing it for the Matt Hampson Foundation as Good well. man. Okay. So, so I'll tweet that out as well.
2: See, I very, I hardly ever drink. I'm actually boring. You've
1: you've got rid of all your. I'm lot. like
2: one of these movie stars that has gone into alcoholism and then come out the other end and is like just,
1: just doesn't drink. And doesn't preach Movie star. I love the way. Tim producer Producer's just in the other room, just shaking his head at the shit that comes out <laughs> your mouth, Jim. It's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Should we look at some news? Guy Novis. Gee Novis. Guy. Gee. Guy. Guy. Guy or Gee. Gee. Either way, he, he's a cowboy. He's and gone. He's
2: gone. The the the, the powers FFR. that be in the FFR listen to the pod, and I tell you what, they've sat Guy Novis. They've brought his granddad in. <laughs> Who's his granddad? Do you know his name? Brunel. Jacques Brunel. Jacques Brunel. Jacques. He, is he about 110
1: or not? Do you know what? Uh, he's old. How but, old? 80s. Mid 60s. Mate, he looks in his 70s. 70s. Um, but he's done, actually, to be fair to him, he's done a pretty good job for uh, Bordeaux over the last couple of years. He has. In terms of the, the brand that they play, but who's underneath him? Hey. Literally. Joe Worsley was. Yeah. Um, Joe, he's not there anymore. And he's still there, but obviously Brunel's left now. in yeah. his last game at the weekend. Uh, who's the boy from Saracens that was there? Ah, Tink, Rory Teague. Yeah, so there's, there's other influences underneath an old man outside of France, and that's what we've said. And it, The French ways only do things the way the French do it, and ultimately it's not good enough.
2: He had to go, didn't he? But he, they're
1: talking about getting your mate in as a coach underneath him.
2: Fabian Gautier. That's the rumour. Really? Well, we set the rumour. Obviously made the papers in France, genuinely did. And then next thing... Fabian Gauthier's people are being called up. Who trains cowboys? Is there a name of people that train cowboys? Cowboy trainers. <laughs> so they've got in contact with the cowboy trainers,
0: and uh, there we go. Fabian Gauthier could be yeah being under Grandad Brunel. Alan Gaffney to Saints until the end of the season. Thoughts on that?
2: Mate, every time we say Gaffney, I can't get Dean Gaffney out of EastEnders <laughs> out of my head. Like, <laughs> and Wellard. Wellard, remember yeah. Wellard the dog? Mate, Wellard. So everyone says Gaffney. I was like, what do you mean Dean Gaffney's coach
1: coaching <laughs> Northampton. He'd probably do a better job. Um, oh, mate. Uh, listen, ultimately, they needed an outside influence, didn't they? Um, and there was rumours of different coaches, Dean Richards, maybe Mike Ford. Absolutely no chance if you're looking at culture as Mike Ford is not the guy you want in charge. And ultimately, I think, They're not going to get relegated, right? Because London Irish can't win a game for love nor money at the minute. And they're, what are they, 13 points clear, I think, of Irish at the minute. But that squad that they've got, on paper, is a damn good squad. You look at the players, Mm. Courtney Laws, Gibson's a good player, Dylan Hartley's England captain. Hang on. I know, he's England captain, now. Yeah, but you you were listing good players. He's a good player, he's just not playing very well. Okay. You know, you've got Ben Foden, you've got uh, Luther Burrell, Piers Francis... Kobus Reinach, Rob Horn, centre, he's a quality player. There's some decent players in that team. Ultimately, they've lost 11 on the spin, I think it is now. So the only thing that can be wrong with that, with those good players, is the coaching or the culture. Because you can't... Culturally, you're talking about it, you've got good players playing shit, or why they're playing shit, either they don't want to play for the club because they're not enjoying the environment... Or the coaching's not good enough, and they're all singing off the same, a different hymn sheet.
2: But genuinely, it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah. So, generally, it goes hand in hand. If you're losing, you lose 11 on the spin, your coach gets sacked, there's going to be discontent amongst the squad. Yeah. So, yes, they're losing games, but also the culture's not going to be right there, is it?
1: So, you know, he's going to come in and he's got to change things pretty quickly. But also, his brief is looking at the coaching panel that's still there. And I'm not afraid to say it. Everyone has said the wrong person got sacked, haven't they? People have said Dorian West should have got sacked, but Jim was too loyal to Dorian West and that therefore bit the bullet himself. Whether that's right, I don't know anything about it. That's just what you hear from the outside, Mm. um, that the players weren't particularly happy with the way they were being coached or whatever. But The only way is up for them.
2: Gaffney, Mm. you know, 50 points at the weekend. He's come in now. Can he change their fortunes? Well, I think he can stop them leaking 50 points. They were shambles
1: at the weekend, weren't they? Mm.
2: I I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how bad they were. I mean, Quinns are okay. They're a half-decent
1: team, but they're not a 50-point team over Northampton. They play well, didn't they, Quinns? And it was against, let's be honest, they were an absolute bag of rubbish, Northampton. And, you know, you talk about Dylan Hartley, his stats on the weekend, I think, were something like six tackles made, five tackles missed. And, he, and three line outs lost as well or something you, like that. You
2: put him in the, the good player category. No, no, no,
1: but as a player, you can't deny the fact he he's a good player. He's not the minute, but look at his record. Look at internationally, club level, he's a good player. I just think if you think of captains
2: back in the day, who've captained England in the past, have you seen an England captain in recent years that's been a part of a team that's been 50 points put on them?
1: No, I, No, I completely agree.
2: You know, that's what I'm saying. So if you're a good player, you need to step up to the mark, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. And he's not. You know, and, and okay, right, the coach comes in, but a lot of them players have been round long enough to say, right, this is how we're going to play. Mm. So you've brought in Dean Gaffney from EastEnders, <laughs> but this is the way that we want to play. These are the players that we've got. And as England captain, I'm telling you that this is how we're going to play. Mm. Mate, that's what Martin Johnson would have done. Yeah. That's what Wilkinson would have done. Yeah. You know, that's what Brad Barrett does at Saracens. He He goes there and he voices the players... Opinion. So the coaches say, "This is what we need to do.
1: This is what we think," and they come up with a master plan. But if there's ultimately, if there's not that level of confidence within the squad to be able to do that, one, you question Dylan Hartley as England captain and club captain. Why haven't you got this team by the scruff of the neck? But two, is he doing that? And the other coaches are saying, "No, this is what we do." That's where the disharmony comes. Well, we don't know, um, which we don't know.
0: A couple of weeks ago, on social media, we were asked um, who would make a really good American football player, and. Um, we mentioned Christian Scotland Williamson, and he's he's transferred over. So but we just make things happen, don't we? Uh, do you think he maybe listened to it and got yeah, got a little bit carried yeah, away with the plaudits? That, You're yeah. welcome. You're <laughs> absolute
1: welcome. When he's making forty mil a
2: year, we'll see. He's got a big transition ahead of him, though, hasn't he? I mean, there's no doubt if you've watched him play. I mean, he suffered with injury for the majority of his his early career, but if you
1: watch him play, the boy can hit. He can hit a man. Would you put him into next week, or what would happen if you played against him? Did you play against him? Yeah, I played against him, yeah. And what happened? Well,
2: I mean, I can only imagine what happened. I can't remember. Really what did remember. happen? I think it was the other way around.
1: But he put you into next week? No. You put him into next week? If we
2: played against each other now, it'd be even Keel, I reckon. It'd be a big old <laughs> be a big old collision. But if you've watched him, the way that he plays, very, very powerful. And, you know, the skill set, we've seen a couple of guys transition over
1: there. And like
2: I tweeted, good luck to him.
1: Oh, man, I think it's a great thing because you, you think about him, where he's at in his rugby career, um, and there was loads of chat years ago about different players going over to NFL and trying to make that switch. Johnny Wilkinson, can he be a kicker? Ron O'Gara, uh, they spoke to him about it. If you're Christian Scotland-Williamson, you're at Worcester and you've had loads of injuries and you've not got a big career behind you, so you're not taking a risk, you've not got a family or anything like that that you need to provide for, that's an amazing opportunity. And you only have to look at Alex Gray, who's done it, who's played England sevens, and he's now on the—I think he's on the practice squad for the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons. Um, it's a dream. You want to go and do it? I think it's amazing. Yeah, Hayden
2: um, Smith did, not he, from Saracens?
1: He yo didn't he? he? Came back and forth yeah, he and came it, back he? with
2: New York Jets, and he played a few games, handful of games. Loved it. What an experience. Went to live in New York. Tell the parties that. And that's all exactly.
0: <laughs> Newcastle's Gary Graham's been named in the England training squad. What are you guys thoughts on that? <laughs> Jim, you horrible man!
2: He's just been named for England. I oh, know he has. I'm joking, but um, I did see it. You t- well, you know your ruggers. I reckon the majority of listeners out of there would have gone, "Who's that?" Yeah, true. Was that a competition winner? <laughs> <laughs> who's got in? Matt, genuinely. Yeah, you know, and I'm going to watch him more now to see how his inclusion merits being. Well, in who's his way. dad? Ah. I do know then, yeah. George Graham, the former Scotland! Exactly. Front row, who was a Another, lunatic. He was wasn't a excited. lunatic. Lunatic of a, really? of a player. Hard man. So he's got credentials. He's got the bloodline. But well, the blood he's line, got blue blood. He's blood, got blue blood. He's English, mate.
1: He's not. He's in the England squad. Well, okay. That just proves that everyone wants to play for England, right? Okay. 23 grand a game. But oh. you, you talk about it. He's broken into the Newcastle team this year. And I, where I feel sorry is for players like Don Armand. There's something um, going on there, isn't there? Mark Wilson. Who's up at Newcastle and was in the England squad? Got Jackson caps. Ray, Jackson Ray, phenomenal week in week out. Um, did I give him man of the match for Leicester Sarri's the other week? Yeah, you did. Uh, you know how are they not getting picked?
2: It's it's, it's bizarre. As it almost Eddie seems to want to go against the grain, doesn't he? To, yeah. to kind of make a point. And like we were saying, will Graham if there's if there's a game tomorrow in the Six Nations,
1: will Graham play? The likelihood is he won't. No, he won't. And it's the, the whole thing about the training squad this week. When does the actual score get announced? That that doesn't sit well with me, all that stuff. Imagine you are someone now this week and this is where uh he's had these training scores. He takes them down to Brighton, absolutely beasts them. And I go back to remember get it,
2: Brighton beast.
1: I oh saw it. Oh, sorry. Do you remember Sam Jones? Wasp back Rower? This time sorry, autumn last season. Wrecked his knee. He was about to get picked and he would have started for England. Marrow, they were doing some the was it wrestling or yeah, something Some like judo, that. yeah. Snapped his leg. And he hasn't played since. And that kid it was a—he's a, he's a lovely bloke, and hopefully he gets fit again. But he's now 14 months into an injury.
2: Is he close to getting back? No, struggling. Really?
1: Yeah, it's really bad. But you know, you pick that squad, and you pick in—you know—he says the whole apprentice thing. Zach Mercer, how well is he playing? Yeah, he's like, oh, he's just an apprentice, mate. I'm like, you pick—you pick an England squad for me. You pick it on uh, form. And so Don Armand in. Don Armand is for me at the minute. Big shout, but for me, he—he is, he, he is the player of the season so far in the Premiership. Yeah. Is, is he not?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And this is the thing: a lot of players, when you're not picked, and we had him on the, we had him on the podcast a few weeks ago, going to his shell. It's like, well, ambition's gone. You know, I will just go and do a job. But he's just got better and better. And we heard the thing. You know, Rob Baxter said in the interview after the game, after the the, the Leicester game, that he said, "Oh, yeah, well, Eddie wants him running harder and more upright into in the traffic. traffic." Yeah, and Austin made a good point. He's like, well that's exactly what Billy does and gets the offload away in the way. anyway it's you know it's each their own and this is the thing if it's a different type I mean, if that's Scotland's got 140 caps <laughs> do you know what I mean he's like me his life's
1: made <laughs> he's
0: like me his life's made let's have a look at uh, 2017 what were your guys highlights and lowlights and, and what are your predictions for 2018
1: my low light of 2017 was the end of the Jim Hamilton career sad sad day it, yeah, I actually what? remember. Do you know what? I actually remember it. He retired without actually retiring because you got knocked out in the semi final, didn't you? I didn't play in the semi final. No. And he came up to me, he went, I was down there with, who was I down there with? Channel uh, ITV doing yeah. the highlight show. And he walks over to me, and obviously we found out before the game that you were ill and you weren't, you were supposed to be on the bench yeah. standard. Um, and then next to win the last minute, and he's like, I've just retired by being sick in bed. Like, horrible way to end your career, but ultimately, well, a couple of weeks before that you won the Champions Cup for there you go I don't look at it like minutes. that
2: I don't look at it that I retired in 2017 on my back in a bed in Exeter I was on a pitch in Edinburgh in Murrayfield lifting a trophy my top drenched in sweat I mean beer champagne <laughs> um, so that was a highlight for me Mr Rope
0: and looking forward to 2018 What are you, any predictions you guys think
2: I predict
1: Goody's going to put on another stone well, I, I'm going to lose I'm going to lose 10 kilos are you saying that right here at some point, well, I can put them on and then lose them, right? Okay. Yeah, highlight Lions tour was good fun,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we love the Lions tour of
0: We It was good, wasn't it?
2: It was. To be fair, and that was my first opportunity, first chance to watch a game of rugby as a as a fan that I wanted to actually be at a game and and watch and enjoy. And we had a quality time. Thank you to Rugby Pass.
0: A bit of a um, low point for you as well because you took your boots too along but didn't get the call up. Was it? bit disappointing for you?
1: It was more of a surprise. Yeah. I'd say that more than a, a disappointment, just a bit of a Well, I, I heard that Warren Gatland obviously saw our race at Eden Park. So low light for Jim must be getting rinsed over 100 metres by, I think you lost by 18 metres to happy, me.
2: I was just happy to be on the field of play.
1: <laughs> and that I didn't have a heart attack at the end of it. Yeah, to be present.
0: Looking ahead to this year, I mean, it looks t- like with the premiership that the cream seems to be rising to the top all the top teams are now sort of coming to the fore
1: Yeah I mean you, Exeter you got to tip their hat to them I saw a league table at the weekend from the year 2017 so obviously 1st of Jan 2017 to 31st of, of December and Exeter had 90 odd points so far ahead I think they were 15 or 20 league points ahead of Saracens or Wasps who were second or third. Is this this uh, this time last year? The calendar year. Okay. Yeah. They were, you know, team of the year, club team of the year has to be Exeter. Yeah. um, In terms of their premiership performances. Obviously Saracens winning Champions Cup was amazing. Um, But yeah, Cream's definitely rising top. But you look at Exeter, their challenge now is they're 10 points clear uh, of Saracens who are second, Wasps are third. Massive battle this weekend. I'm taking Jim to the Rico Arena. Getting him working, aren't I? Well, I'm... I'm present there and predict Saracens will win. Yeah, I'm present there and I'll predict Wasps will win. And I'm going to do, taking Jim to the Andy Good Suite, the Premier Club. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, and we're going to do a, a bit of a and a But, yeah, cream's rising to the top. You look at the league now and there's seven or eight teams, or six teams actually, forget Northampton, scrapping for that fourth place. Um, the only real battle for me now for the rest of the season is who's going to finish second and get the other home semi-final yeah, between I th- Saracens and Wasps.
2: Yeah, the big surprise for me going into the new year is Leicester being ninth. I'm a little bit shocked really that they're there. I'm not shocked by Northampton. I called it at the beginning of the season. I thought they'd be in a relegation battle. We said it tongue-in-cheek.
0: I got a bit of stick for it. Jim, you, you've been writing columns now as well. So you, know, you mentioned Saracens. Now they're back.
2: Oh, I knew they would. Yeah, I knew they would. A lot of people getting in contact with me a few weeks ago as the bubble burst for Saracens. No. They were just on a dip like wasps were a few yeah. weeks a few and you hammered, ago. And you
1: hammered wasps. Oh, I didn't. I thought they'd come back. No. Look at them. <laughs> <laughs> you a bet and let's not forget about this bet. A grand to the Matt Hampson Foundation if Wasps win the Premiership. No, if Wasps make the top four. Okay, that was it, wasn't it? And if Wasps okay. didn't, I'm giving a grand. If you if Wasps do, you're giving a grand. Son. Fine. Well, I might be paying that grand now. <laughs> Get it I'll out, to the Matt Hampson Foundation.
2: Yes, but yep I thought Saracens have turned it around. They played against Worcester at the weekend. They're okay. They weren't amazing, but they put in a performance and they're winning again.
0: We're joined now by Jordan Murphy. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Jordan. All right,
1: lads. How are you, Jordy? Hey, Jordy.
3: Yeah. Not too bad, are you all right?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Let's have a quick chat then about what's happening at Leicester. Obviously, tough times. It's the worst run for fifty odd years, is it?
3: Yeah, apparently so. Uh, worst run since nineteen sixty-five. Um, so obviously, we, we had a pretty, pretty tough run, as you've said, uh, six in a row now. Um, boys are all good at, as am I. Um, the coaching staff and we're just trying to desperately trying to turn it around. And good opportunity this weekend with London Irish up at Welford Road.
1: And. Um, Obviously, you know, with the coaching setup now, the players coming in and out, you're missing a few players this week as well because they're down at the England camp. How hard is that then to prepare the team for the weekend?
3: Um, Well, we played on Sunday, so Monday was going to be a down day anyway. Today, obviously, we kind of obviously are missing a few bodies away with the England camp, but I um, am, yeah, I think it's part and parcel this time of the year. Is a lot of football has gone on. Guys need a little bit of a rest. Um, You know, we're just sort of. I away and a way the return of the boys from England. can see sort of shape
2: there, in. Uh, and then we'll sort of uh, finalise our team from there, you know. Uh, Jordy, is it difficult with the change of coaches? Obviously, you've been at the club for a long, long time, as we know, as a player, um, fantastic. And as a coach, really good as well. So the transition of Matty O'Connor coming in, obviously, Blazey moving on at the beginning of the season, Deeks coming in to, uh, as a forwards coach. Are Leicester still in that transition trying to find their identity of the way that they want to play? Oh,
3: Yeah, I think it's difficult. You boys know what it's like when new coaches come in. Everyone wants to put their own spin on the game. We were lucky to have Matty sort of halfway through last season and sort of, you know, really steady the ship. Um, you know, so, you know, I think there's a lot more in this playing group. Uh, but obviously, sometimes you have to suffer a, uh, a, suffer some bad defeats in order to, you know, to get the wake-up call that you needed. And, and the, uh, I'm confident this side can, can you know, go onwards and upwards. Um,
1: and just from my point of view, uh, Geordie, um, within the coaching group now, uh, obviously yourself, Matt O'Connor, Brett Deacon. People talk about the signings that have been made. Ultimately, there's an amazing backline there when everyone's fit. People are questioning the forward pack in terms of the recruitment and where, which angle that's gone. How much do coaches get involved with that?
3: Um, a little bit. Um, you know, I think you know. Obviously, we've got director of rugby, we've got a, a CEO, and the head coach. Here. Are generally responsible for, for recruitment, but you know, as a part of the coaching staff, you know, we're all brought in and asked to contribute in, in regards to you know who and when we sign. So from that point of view, um, you know, I think it's, it's criticism of, of the entire coaching side, coaching team. But I am, um, you know, we, we've got some great boards As I said, we've been hit in a few positions by injuries, which has been really costly for us. But I am. Um, We've still got a good bunch of players and they, uh, yeah, as I said, hopefully we'll be able to turn it around this week.
2: Uh, Jordy, you mentioned the injuries and stuff and I think everyone will agree with Manu being back, his second game back at the weekend and the, the horrid you know, run of injuries that he's had. Do you think he'll get back to his very best again? Are you starting to see that again?
3: Yeah, I'm confident. You know, I think with Manu, every time he's been injured, um, he's come back, he's played a couple of games, and and, he just gets better and better the more he plays. And, you know, I think Manu would tell you himself if you asked him, you know, he he just needs to play three or four games. And, and, you know, once he's up to game speed, he's a different beast. Um, So, from that point of view, uh, it's it's great to have him out there. And as you said, you know, he he looked a little bit more confident in his second outing last weekend, but we're hopeful that he can be a little bit more of a threat this weekend.
1: And obviously, getting away from rugby now, let's chat about, um, you know, Jack and Ori Jim likes to tell stories about his days at Leicester, and uh, you've been there longer than anyone else in the world at that club Um, I'm sure you've had some experiences with Jim over the time you got any funny stories about
3: uh no, not really. Myself and Jim, we uh, we've got a lot of uh, we've got a good pack going on that no stories ever get out between the pair of us. Um, but I was just really happy to hear about his donation to Matt Hampson's uh, uh, charity on the back of your bet last weekend. So and do you I'm think that's going to happen?
2: Do you think that's going to happen, uh, Jordy? Uh, uh,
3: knowing you, Jim, I know that you're a man of your word, and without a doubt, you possibly won't financially hand one thousand pounds across, but I know you'll do something worth, worth much, much more. I will.
1: Definitely. There's stories oh, between we, you two, isn't there, that you're not telling me about? Mate, it's,
2: it's what goes on tour stays on tour, <laughs> but I can tell you that uh, Jordy's got a hell of a cozzer. That's all. <laughs> i know.
3: Calves. Give causes calves back, Jim.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Jordan, uh, and um, best of luck for the rest of the season. Hopefully you guys can uh, turn things around and uh, end that losing streak and get back up to the end, near the top of the table. Cheers, mate. Thanks.
1: Cheers, Jordy. He's a good lad, isn't
0: he? Hell of a that's cozzer. Good. Jobs everywhere, hell of a cosmo. really. Man. Yeah,
1: nah, hell mate. Of... His missus makes him tremendous.
0: No, no,
2: mate. He's a very hairy man. When was the last time you saw it? Uh, I mean, it was a while ago, <laughs> it was a while ago. He might have changed. What do you remember from it? I just remember it was very black, a bush. very curly. But I tell you, what a bloke, what a lovely bloke. Yeah. And you know what? It's hard for someone like Jordan, isn't it? You've been an absolute legend, and you see it in football, don't you? you see it with Ryan Giggs at Man United and stuff. And yeah. I put Jordan in that realm 100%. of doing that, yeah. yeah. Like, you've been. The best player, potentially, the most skillful, he is the most skillful player that Leicester have ever produced or ever seen in their life, and they probably won't see another player like that, but you can listen to there like he's how much the club means to him, yeah. and it must be difficult because the transition of coaches that he's seen, obviously Cockers is there initially, and, and now Matt O'Connor's coming in for someone like Major, him. Aaron Major as well. I was going to say Aaron Major as well, who you know, seemingly they were quite tight as well, am I right in saying mm-hmm. that? It's tough, isn't it, because he cares about the club. He's obviously a fantastic coach, but the losing streak they're on, you know, how long are they going to give Matty O'Connor? Let's be serious. I mean, if they, I think they'll be Irish at the Irish at the weekend. But if they don't make top
1: six, well, if they don't make it, the, they've made top four for the last thirteen years exactly. or something. And I don't think it's and that's my point, to Jordan. Then. I don't think it sits with Matt O'Connor. Let's not forget, Matt, Matt O'Connor came in towards the back end of last season. Recruitment as a process, and you talk about Saracens, you talk about Exeter, you talk about Wasps, top three clubs. Their recruitment, they do three years in advance, so they target where they want, what they need. Leicester. I think they've got their recruitment massively wrong. I can't believe
2: they got rid of Ed Slater, but carry no, on. No,
1: exactly. That's exactly the point. Players like Ed Slater, you look at that, that back five of the scrum. Okay. You know, you, the front row, Ellis Gaines, great player, um, massive bags of potential. Obviously Young's in now, Palotta now at hooker. He's good. Both very good. Um, Obviously, Dan Cole's England's tighter prop. You go behind that, the back five is nothing that you'd expect a Leicester back five of the scrum to be Yeah. and what the foundations of that club are built on. And that's where I think they've got their recruitment massively wrong. The back line, I still think, obviously, George Ford's a 10 and he's England's 10 at times. I still think the sum of their parts last year with Owen Williams and Freddie Burns as the two fly halves, never been away for England uh, or Wales. I know Owen Williams has been picked now, but the sum of those two is greater than the sum of the two Ford boys. Uh, with yeah, Joe so, as the backup See
2: I'm just struggling Goody with with Ford I know you don't rate him do you, you? Mate, I think he's I'm not saying I don't rate him is is wrong Matt he's, he's a good player mate he's a very good player mate he's not a class 10 No no, no the, I understand the, the, the I, I think Leicester someone like Bigger at Leicester would be unbelievable massive in defence and that's where I think that like Leicester mate they're good on the front foot of course mm. they are they've got the players on the front mm. foot and we've seen that with Tamu we've seen that with Manu we've seen Johnny May scoring ridiculous tries but on the back foot mate they've got nothing mm. and they've and got,
1: that's all about the back five of the scrum though isn't it yeah i that, think
2: back five but also you, you need i think you need a physical 10 yeah i mean that that's just my opinion but yeah
1: and i i, I understand, lacking I understand a few that. things yeah. they've put all the eggs in forward it, basket and the, and the back line as well yeah i don't think the the Ford axis works at the minute. no Um mate, know, Tamu is you, class by the way he's a great player but <laughs> I don't think it helps George Ford's natural game. Yeah. And I think they've got their recruitment and their forwards wrong massively. And you go back to the foundations, the DNA of certain clubs, the DNA of Saracens was the blitz defence, the line speed, the physicality, the kick chase. That's what they ultimately, they built their success on. Yes, they've changed their game hugely now and they've got second rows that can catch and pass (laughs) and offload. Um, but can't they, turn over. But that, yeah, exactly. Or can't maul. But they can. They play a decent brand of rugby, and you can't just say they kick chase they're boring because they're not. Wasps have got the brand of the way they play now. It's exciting. Wide, wide. Yeah, you know they're defensively they're not great, but their attitude is: you score three, we'll score five. Exeter have an unbelievable DNA of how they played keeping the ball alive. One of the tries they scored against Leicester at the weekend, into the wind and the rain, started in their own twenty-two. Hold on to the ball for about 39,000 phases. And back your return. And then score a try at the end. Uh, I think Don Armand's try or something. And that's their DNA. Leicester, I don't know what it is. That's what I mean. Yeah.
2: That's what I asked Jordy, I said about the identity. And look, you know, Leicester gave me a life. You know, Goody had an unbelievable career there. I'm best mates with Brett Deacon, the forwards coach. We love Jordan Murphy. You know, so we love everything about the club. I think it's just for us now being fans and wanting to see Leicester do well. You know, we've come out and said we're not, you know, we're not Northampton fans. We're not Harlequins fans. We're. Saracens, Wasps, Newcastle, Leicester, Worcester. Yeah, I love <laughs> all, these clubs I lo- I love all those clubs.
1: Yeah. Um, that's the thing, though. They're not, Leicester are nowhere near where they need to be. And I don't think it's the coaching at all.
2: I um, think they'll get there. I think they'll get back there. I think they'll make a couple it, of big signings in the summer.
1: But that's the thing. It's recruitment. Yeah. So, And the George Ford one, for me, was a panic signing. It was a statement signing saying, oh, look what we can do. And actually... You're probably better off keeping Freddie Burns. Yeah. And then in, spending that 600 grand... On three quality forwards Exactly In the back five that they haven't got Strength and depth
0: Let's go to some social media Henry Bell has tweeted in Jim It's 2.30am in the morning You're outside Coventry Kebab Shop yes. Kebabish Kebabish The Polish fella has returned with his two pals Which two players Would you most like to back you up? Good question Definitely not Goody Very good question i will be in the Kebab
1: Shop eating mate I yeah, be Of course you would mate <laughs> Yeah
2: Well definitely I just mentioned him there Brett Deacon. The hammer. The one bomb, Mickey. You've never seen a man. You've never seen a man punch another man like it. You haven't. Southpaw.
1: Yeah. Southpaw. And that's the thing. We've seen it happen a few times, haven't we? Yeah. And you you just don't know it's coming because everyone's expecting. When you're in the fight, you're thinking the right's coming, the right's coming. Nine, night, no biscuit. The left's come.
2: But you know where the left comes? It's an uppercut. Who the hell, <laughs> apart from Dorman in Barcelona who also throwing a roundhouse kick, who the hell throws an uppercut? Brett Deacon. Brett Deacon does. So unless the Polish have seen that, they wouldn't have done. Brett Deacon, definitely. And then another one. I don't know. Mike Tindall.
0: Really? really? Yeah. Does so he go all right, does he? No,
2: nah, he'd call in the special services, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so if it all kicked off, mate, he's got an alarm in his pocket. He, he presses, presses that, that button, doesn't he? Presses the button, then next thing, the snipers are out. Uh,
0: what was the... This is from Cathal McCulley. What was the worst collision you've ever seen in your time on the pitch?
2: Oh, in my last season at Sarri's, I saw... Couple of bad collisions that resulted in the dreaded concussion. The one with Jeff Parlin was quite bad actually. Uh, Saracens Exeter with Richard Barrington and and Brad Barrett just an unfortunate one where Jeff got knocked out. So his concussion, you know, his knockout then was quite bad. Al Hargreaves took a couple of bad shots as well in the final in 2013 against Bath. But yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, with the them kind of collisions. I mean, I was involved in a number of collisions that resulted in
1: the opposition generally on their back. Um, Scoring a try. <laughs> so, um yeah, I don't know. Two that stand out for me, um, because you'd see massive collisions all the time now. One, do you remember Henry Tuolangi? Um, yes. We played Leicester against Wasps. Not so much a collision, just what happened. Oh. Leicester, we're, we're dominating Wasps at Welford Road. I was on the bench, I remember it. Henry picks the ball up from number eight, makes a break. He is... Sits le- down to Yeah, sits big low down. He's, he's sprint, 30, he sprinted yeah. 30, 40 metres flat out. Tom Voice comes across to tackle him five metres out from the line. Doesn't tackle him, just basically just tries to get in the way somehow. Yeah, he trips him up from behind. Yeah. So, so puts his leg... Puts his, his leg. leg in between the spokes, gets him caught. Henry's leg <laughs> snaps. You know like uh, It's like when you stand on a twig yeah. in the forest. It's like that. Compound fracture.
2: I was just behind
1: it. It was horrible.
2: I was on the bench warming up. Horrible. And he's shouting, my leg chief. And I was like, your leg chief? I've never seen anything like it in my life. Hanging off,
1: uh, that was pretty bad. But another one I remember, we had Jordan Murphy on the the phone earlier. There was a winger that used to play for Thanetley Tongan winger called Celesi Finale, who was an absolute monster. So we're playing against uh, the Scots, and we played them away in Europe. He dominated, and they were the first ones to really use the umbrella defence. Winger coming flying out the line, and just ending people. And uh, I remember one game, Jordan Murphy's at fullback. I'm playing ten, and. Celeste Finau is on the wing and I'm like, I'm just going to float this over his head. I know he's going to bite. I've floated a ball out to Jordan and as I've floated it, watching it go in the air, thinking Celeste Finau is going to step right out the line. I can just stick it over the top of him. uh, A bit like Marcus Smith did at the weekend. But oh no, Celeste Finau reads it. Jordan Murphy, he's got his ribs showing everything. Goes to end Jordan. Hits Jordan Murphy. Gets knocked out straight away. Jordan Murphy jogs on. Carries on. Makes half break. Uh, Anyway... Play comes to an end. Jordan Murphy picks up the ball. Celestia Finau is still on the floor, knocked out, just jogs back, puts the ball in his chest and goes, that's what you're looking for, pal. Oh. <laughs> Jordan Murphy, oh 60, thug life. 68 kilos, has ended a 120 kilo Tongan unit of a winger. That is thug life. Knocked oh him out God. square and then dumped the ball in his chest. So there you go, son.
0: Collins tweeted in uh, Stumpy Diva Cat as his handle. Um, what is it? Yeah, Stumpy Diva Cat.
1: Stumpy Beaver Rat?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> I heard Maro Itoji on the radio at the weekend name... Muhammad Ali as his hero and not Jim Hamilton. How does this make you feel, Jim?
1: Oh, again, um, not disappointed, a little bit surprised. Does he even know who you are? Does Maro Toji know who Jim Hamilton is? Will or it? are you known as the kid that came on for two minutes and cleaned his boots? But again, we're joking about
2: it, aren't we? If it wasn't for me, being so crap at rugby, <laughs> would he be where he is now? <laughs> he, got, he got accelerated through the Saracens he did. Academy he did, to come in. So um, he's back. He's back this week. Talk about rapid recovery. Is he I fully fit? He, he play he, against Was. I think they wanted him to play this week against oh, really? um, Worcester. Worcester but he was like no and then I think he, I think he will play this week yeah Against the Mighty Was. Against wasps. Mighty Was. are winning that No we? chance we are winning. Okay, that. we'll see. Yeah, okay. we'll see. Mate. Well, we're there. We're there watching it live, are not we? Head to head. A load of the skins in the, in the box. We're yeah. Sort that's of what we've got out of box, haven't we? Exactly. So I've got a box with the cob Free food, free drink. Uh oh. <laughs> oh dear. Lens the kebabish. Lens of the kebabish in the evening. Find this freaking Polish dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home at that point. Okay. I'll get the kebab on the way home. One for Goody. Uh, this is from um, RD, Mark Bodd, 606. Uh, if you were the England 10 in the Six Nations, who would you want as your starting nine? Kerr, Youngs, Robinson, or another? Why? Kerr, Youngs, Robson. Oh, I thought you said Robinson. Then you for did. A minute. You did say Robinson.
1: <laughs> Jason Robinson's retired, and he didn't play half. Just yeah. to let like, you know. There's the Kiwi again. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a massive clamour, and I'm part of that, for Dan Robson to be in the England squad. On form, Eddie Jones picked the England squad and he's picked two scrum halves. So, and rightly so, you have to display if you're only picking two scrum halves, one of those two scrum halves has to have either consistently played badly for England to not get picked, or you change the makeup of the squad and put a third one in, but then you take someone else out in a different position. When there's no point in doing that, I Right. So, if you're picking three scrum halves, Dan Robson 100% should be in there. Who would I start? I think generally on form, Danny Kerr at the minute. Obviously, obviously, Leicester in this rut. Ben Youngs is part of that in terms of the amount of games they've lost. I don't think Ben Youngs is playing particularly well for Leicester. He's a quality player. I'd start Danny Care on form. He's electric. He's, he's explosive. Ben Youngs coming off the bench. Um, Dan Robson deserves a shot. Somebody one of those guys got, gets injured. No qualms at all with Dan Robson starting a test for England.
2: Mate, how good's is I'm, I'm a big sharp, sharp. fan of this. Yeah,
1: quick. Here's the thing. And someone asked me about this uh, on. I did a Facebook Live yesterday uh, for. RugbyPod and rugbypulse.com dot com. Someone asked, "Would you want him starting?" And you look at it, and you look at the balance of a team over Willie Hines. Good name, Willie. Willie. What, what a name. I wonder if he's got a big Willie. No. You, do you know Just Willie? Word. You know Willie Hines has not got a big Willie. Henry Trinder said that. Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, he sent me a list. has got a, Henry Trinder's got a piece, has not he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, going back, you just lost my train of thought now, talking about Willie's and Willie Hines. Talking about Velicott ahead of Hines. So then, uh, Willie Hines is the captain at Gloucester at the minute, isn't he? Do you get the value of him coming off the bench that you do when Velicott comes on to pick up the pace of the game? Change the tempo, which he has done, which yeah. you need, and you lose a little bit of control to start off with because Velicott plays that way. That's the balance of coaching, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yes, and yes.
2: yes. I, I agree with but that.
0: But yeah, he's a damn, damn fine player. And he's a
2: heartbreak, lad. He's come through the academy. I'm a big fan of Velicott. I'd yeah. like to see him. I reckon he'll be in in the, in the next few, uh, next couple of seasons.
0: Speaking of Gloucester, we've got uh, Charlie Shaples on the phone, Gloucester's wing. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. No worries. Good afternoon. Good afternoon,
2: Charlie. Good, very, How are you?
0: Very official, that, Charlie. I'm very, I'm very well, thank you, Jim. How are
4: you? Nice to speak to you. Do you listen
2: to the podcast?
4: I do. I have listened to a few of them, yeah.
2: Oh, good lad. Maybe we were just talking about Trindo. What about the size of his thing?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I must talk about someone else, bud. How big, how, how big is it?
2: <laughs> it's long, isn't it? It's that long. Way.
4: That's the way to kick off an interview. Oh, hang on a minute. My, 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 my daughter's just walked in the room.
2: Sat oh, mate, she shouldn't be listening <laughs> to this, mate. She should not be <laughs> oh, listening to this. That's bad parenting
4: right there. I know. Right, I've shut the office. God, the oh, the, 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 the
2: dungeon! He <laughs> means the <a> dungeon. <laughs> the red room. Um, Charlie, are you back fitting and you, mate? Well, we know that. We yeah. saw you running around like a madman at the weekend. How, how are you doing?
4: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. It's uh, nice to be nice to be back on the pitch. Um, wasn't great timing, at the start of the season, but yeah, it's good to be good to be back, and especially the way things are going for us.
2: And I was going to chat about that. So obviously, there's been a lot of changes, has not there, Gloucester in, in recent seasons? I was obviously involved in that as well um hold on, hold
1: on you're involved in what I was
2: involved in the changes yeah,
1: well you just you
2: left when they got rid of you well no they were all changing so
1: <laughs> he mate, went for France for the money exactly
2: mate so how good's Ackerman been from the outside looking in he looks like he's been class
4: yeah it's, it's been good we obviously had a we had a bit of an up and down start with um you know a good win at Exeter and then we we had a pretty bad result up at Sail Away early on in the season but we've we've managed to sort of get things on track since then and you know we've been winning games there's good confidence in the squad and uh you know we haven't played well we haven't played well the last couple of weeks but we still managed to scrape a win on Saturday against Sale so we just got to make sure we keep improving throughout the season because although we're top 4 now there's still a lot of rugby left to be played so you know we need to um we need to keep keep kicking on
1: And just talking about Ackerman and his lad uh, Ruin, obviously there was a bit of a scrappy dappy do in Cheltenham, wasn't there? (laughs) And We've all been out in Cheltenham. I've been there. Jim's been there. We've had a few good nights out. Obviously it was all blown out of proportion, wasn't it? But has anyone taken the mickey out of them yet and handed him a couple of boxing gloves or anything like that? Any jokes around the place?
4: Yeah, no, they got, they both got a couple of uh, boxing gloves for secret Santa. So yeah, they've, (laughs) they've worn it well, to be fair. You know, it's like something like that happens. That's the best way to move forward is to to rip the piss out of them. So it's a, yeah, it's um, given us something to laugh about.
2: And with, you spoke about moving forward. Then it's your testimonial year, Sharples. Um, you've made a significant amount of money in rugby, so I don't know why you're trying <laughs> to make any more. Just talk to us a little bit about your testimonial. Any causes of, of that that you're going to um, donate all the money to?
4: Yeah, no, I'm I'm um, I'm supporting the Pi Pipe charity, which is a, a, a local charity in Gloucestershire. Um, no, it's, it's nice. It's a, I'm, I'm really proud to be to be having the testimonial. Obviously. You know, Jim. When you were there, there was probably a few guys who have had, them there's been a, a long list of guys who've been lucky enough to to have him at Cluster. So I'm just pleased to, to add my name to that list. And yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of work, but it's um, no, I'm I'm sort of enjoying it. <laughs>
2: are you going to get a couple of new teeth, new veneers fitted?
4: <laughs> I've got a new tooth now, actually. Club paid for that on the insurance,
2: mate. That's smart. That is. Training isn't? injury, mate. And last thing, it's like the Charlie Sharps and the Big Jim the Legend show. Um, are you missing Johnny May?
4: <laughs> I am missing him. Yeah, I am missing him. But, you know, he's uh, obviously, you know what he was like, winding people up around the place. Um, so I'm not sure what he's doing at, doing at Leicester. I don't know if he's doing the same or if they've, they've managed to, to keep him in his box a little bit more. But obviously, he's a good mate of mine. So, yeah, no, I miss having him around.
0: All right, Charlie, thank you very much for coming on the pod, mate. And uh, best of luck for the rest of the season.
1: No worries. Thanks. Nice to talk to you guys. Cheers, Charlie. Cheers, cheers. cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Good, man. Very odd-shaped head, though. Is he? Y-
2: yeah, he's basically got a P-head. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> He's like got he's a quick, though, he? Did he's you see that run of the weekend? How did, uh, did McGwigan catch him? He's quick as well, though. McGuigan. He's Scottish. Uh, of course he's quick. Uh, of course mate, he is. I love I loved playing with Charlie. Yeah. Just like he had a physical edge. And I know it's, it's it's probably a very single minded, narrow minded thing to say. But
1: from a winger, mate, he could smash breakdowns. Yeah. Let, let alone him sprinting. I used to love his extra, extra, extra long cycling shorts that he always used to wear as well. Yeah. Proper sprint cycling shorts, they were. Yeah, didn't look great on me, but he was quick. Yeah, He's probably, well, he still is. I love
0: watching him play. Rapid. Love watching him play. Ran at eleven three, one hundred <laughs> meters. And we yeah. all. Oh, you did. No, he did. That's not even that quick. It is quick, but it's. I did that with my <laughs> shoes off. I think. Yeah, yeah I've I mean,
2: I have to, I've gone around backwards as well. Mate, I'll, what, I'll, what, I'll, what have you done? Mate? I think I've run a, a twelve. <laughs>
1: Can we Is get that, that video? Can we
2: get that video? Yeah, that, that was it. I was there. I, genuinely, That's I reckon I've run 12 Mr. seconds. Mr.
0: Gilmore's jacket. Has anyone actually timed you over 100 metres? Yeah, I used to get timed. <laughs> Jim, you're. Yeah, it was, it was a
2: stop clock, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get 10 <laughs> metres
0: out. Press stop! You are dreaming. Um, did, proper want, wheels. Let's look at the profile then quickly Glasgow versus the Edinburgh. <laughs> the What? Did you see the evacuation?
2: I did. What did you no, I didn't see it? it. I just I just saw it on social media. Why, well, I,
0: well, the game was delayed for 38 minutes, wasn't it? Well, what, if what if the fire
2: alarms are going off, you got to go yeah. out, mate. Yeah, exactly. you've got to go what, out. The Fire alarms are going off where? In Scottsdale. Well, Glasgow. We didn't chat about it. Glasgow lost to Edinburgh at Murrayfield. Edinburgh had 14 men. Glasgow's first loss all season in the in the Pro 14. Good game as well. Do you watch it? Watched it. Oh, nice. No, yeah. you watch it? it on. I watched it on. It's on Sky Sports. Oh, okay. Yeah, Stuart Barnes was Stuart Barnes was bagging. So basically, Bergen, not the rucksack, the prop, stamped on Fraser Brown's head. And so obviously in slow mo, anyone watching it who knows anything about rugby would have said, "Red card." It's a, it's a red card. He's off. Stuart Barnes is like, "No, nah, I don't think it's a red." I'm like, "Mate, I think he was watching." I thought, "I think he thought it was the 1950s." But yeah, so he stamped on his head. He stamped mm. on his head. He looked down. So Bergen, this couple of weeks ago, who, so it's old it? news. Bergen, mate, who's he? He's a loose-head prop.
1: I thought, uh, what about Shabbatti or What was his no, name? No, Bat- Bat-
2: Bat- Batty Boys at Glasgow. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Batty <laughs> Boys at, uh, Jamie Batty Boys at Glasgow. So, yeah, basically, Fraser Brown, great seeing back. He's a quality player. It was over the breakdown. Bergen, he looks back. Shoes him straight in the head, mate. It's a straight red. He's got a six-week ban or something like that.
1: And Barnes is saying like, he don't,
2: he don't that he doesn't think it's a
1: red. You like you like Stuart Barnes? mate. Oh, no, I do.
2: Yeah, mate. Stop trying to fish. And <laughs> then uh, they turn it around so seventeen nil Glasgow winning. Um, Leinster
0: are the yeah. team to beat, aren't they?
1: Mm-hmm. Mate, I, I'm surprised. I thought Leinster were good. I thought they were good. Goody. you've called it before. Yep, they're very good. They beat well, they beat Munster out. Tom and Part, yeah, didn't they?
0: they did. You, you're a fan of Ulster at the moment, though, aren't you? Yeah, mate I like Ulster. They came from 17 down to beat Munster. They did. Mm.
2: Stephen Ferris tweeting about that as well.
0: Well, he'd be happy, wouldn't he? He's an
2: influencer yeah. there, isn't he? I think he's, he's going to be legend. CEO.
0: Stephen Ferris is a legend.
2: Yeah, he's in great shape as well. Yeah. Oh, God, I wish I had that body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Massive arms. He's got bigger arms than Tim, the producer. I don't know.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't yes. know. I think
1: it's big, he's definitely got bigger legs. Tim's just doing some arm gun weights right now. Look Yeah, he's got Does a bit of arms? triceps, a bit fat,
0: though. Any rumours that you guys got floating around from the, from the festive period? Set with you for a beer and hear anything that you know. Maybe we well, done
2: deal. Apparently, Lewington, Alex Lewington. I'm a big fan of it. Talk about England squad. How's he not in the England yeah, squad?
0: He's not. He,
1: what? He, well, Joe Cocker, a Singers got picked ahead of him. Yeah, mate. Anyway, Lewington to Saracens. I've heard that's off though. All right. Well, I'm uh, just saying what it, I've heard. I heard it was a done deal, but then someone said the other day it wasn't going through.
2: Okay. Do you know why? Mm, no. Well, Lewington apparently agreed terms with Gloucester. Before he got injured. Um, yeah, so him there. You got any? Uh,
1: Jamie Roberts leaving Quinns. Getting yeah. to Japan. Yep, going to taste the sushi. You
0: Liam Mason.
2: You can see that. Oh, go on, Liam Messon. Yeah, Liam Mason. He's, yeah. he's
0: he's coming over to Lyon. Lyon. Yeah. Is that done? Do you know? Well, he's, there's no reason for him to stay in New Zealand. Big unit. Good around he'll the go, park.
1: Mate, he'll go really well in France. Mate, talking of units. <laughs> beast! <coughs> um, Toa Wira, ex-teammate of mine. Oh yeah. How do you say his name? Umtawira.
2: Okay, just um, ta'wira. that's that's why they call him the beast, eh? Tindai Umtawira. Tinder? Tinder beast. Tinder. Uh apparently going to Bordeaux.
0: Oh, oh really?
1: Yeah, yeah. Bet you didn't know that. No. Matt Simmons? Oh we see often. Matt it. Simmons the wasp second row. Yeah. Signed for Quinn's.
2: Really? Done deal. Quincy in the second row. Official. And he's half decent as well.
0: Alright, let's move on to the good, the bad and the ugly. This is where Andy Good tells us what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly in rugby.
1: Um Ulster, we talked about them. They recovered from 17-nil down, at uh, half time against Munster. Exeter, ten points clear, going into New Year. They look unbeatable at times, don't they? They do, think, very impressed. They're beating Sarries at Allianz Park. All right, mate. No, 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 I'm just saying, like you you look at the challenges. <laughs> the challenges they've got left. Realistically, the way they play, Saracen's going to Sandy Park and then Wasps at the Rico because you'd expect them to beat everyone else.
2: Oh, they're going to finish top.
1: They're they're that good. So, they're, you know, obviously going into the year, the new year, 10 points clear is pretty special. Little tip of the hat to France. Cast, a team that our dog shite in Europe, won away at Claremont in the top 14. Mm. Claremont are great in Europe but absolutely garbage in the top 14 at the for moment. now though the um, so cast are up to second in the top 14 seven straight league victories my mate's a performance director there who's that Vinny Vinny you. Vinny Vinny yeah
2: <laughs> just Vinny he was Gato? at Saracens lovely bloke done so he? a hell of a job
1: there um, yeah so obviously they're doing pretty well Quinns I thought the whole what I sp- know oh, I thought the whole spectacle of the big game 10 oh, okay as a club Obviously, they played Northampton. They put fifty points on them. You still got to beat what's in front of you. Marcus Smith, I thought, was outstanding as a young ten. When's he going to be in the England? When's he going to be England ten? Well, World I Cup. Know. I think he's going to be ten for the World Cup. I don't think he will be ten no? for the World Cup. Who do you think will be? Farrell. Okay. Ford on the bench. All right. Um, I think he could be in the squad though. Quins
2: need to make top six. If they play in Europe next year, and he plays and plays well, it will be the England ten. World Cup. He's Heard it here him. first. Jim knows nothing. They're, they're never making Europe.
1: <laughs> Uh, wasps can't can't go a week without mentioning the mighty Wasps. Can you? Six Premiership games on the spin now. We are pretty good Wasps, aren't we? Going to Bath and winning, scoring five tries. Surprised at Bath. How did Saracens get on at Bath this year?
2: Struggled because
1: Bath's defence was so good. How poor was it this weekend? Oh, average, average at best. Anyway, that's all good. But the good this week has to go to Jordan Lamore and his try for Leinster uh, against Munster. An absolute worldie of a try on Boxing Day. Skinned everyone. Beat some people twice, proper proper fullbacks try. Yeah. Um, the goo this week goes to Jordan Lamour. Bad. Um, we've talked about them really bad Christmas for Leicester, wasn't it? With their six straight loss, first time since 1965. And Jim, we had this discussion earlier. I thought it was 55. 1965. How many years is that, Jim? It's 52. Yeah. He was saying 62 years ago. Well, I thought it was 62 years. I thought my mum taught you well at maths. Man, no, just, just, I'm telling you just, now she didn't. Um, Leicester, obviously pretty bad, but the bad of the baddest. It has to go back to Northampton. 11 on the spin now. They've lost. They are in an absolute free fall. Shambles of a club at the minute. Hopefully... Dean Alan Gaffney can sort them out. Well, they've got Gloucester this weekend at home at Northampton. Mate, get well on in the team. How weird is that? I thought it was Dean Gaffney coaching. So the bad this week goes to Northampton again. Uh, The ugly, there's two ugly things this week. One, doesn't quite get it, but Max Laheef and his hairdo. Oh, my days.
2: He's got a pineapple on on his his head. head. He's He's got got a pineapple. Terrible lid. Are they
1: dreadlocks? Um, I don't know. It's like he's got them braided or plaited or something, but I'm not having that. Terrible lid. Hell of a rig, though.
2: Well, that's it. It's like the opposite, isn't it? That's so me. It's like you. Yeah. You've got a good lid now. Keep your clothes on. Him, yeah. the, the girls will be going, look at the state of your lid. Bang! Rips his shirt off. It's
1: like, no worries. Yeah, straight in there. <laughs> um, so that's pretty ugly. But the ugly thing for me this week, Carmichael Hunt arrested for possession of drugs and stood down from training and playing for the Queensland Reds mm. and Australia. Just no place in it. What is it with all the Aussies and...
2: Well, this is the thing. Have you seen Eliotta Fuamata Sopola? No, I haven't. The Samoan Mm. Centre, who was at Gloucester and Bath. Quality player. Went to Japan. Very outspoken on social media. Mm. Mate, he's opened up a bag of slippers. What's he said? He's basically saying that it's rife that a lot of the Kiwi players, a lot of the players in New Zealand are taking drugs and they've played games. They've played big matches when they've been out the night before. But basically, yeah, he said that it's um, because of the calorie intake of having alcohol as we can see by Goody um, consumed a lot of alcohol you put on the pounds and a lot of these players are conscious of their weight Um, I'll wait for you to find it if you want Goody
1: One beer has close to the same fat content as a Big Mac What? Why did no one tell me that before? (laughs) Yeah Uh, but your issue is you have a beer and a Big Mac that's the problem Cocaine has zero dudes want the high without the fat That's so wrong I know that's awful. Anyway, well,
2: so there's no
0: room for drugs. That's America, ugly. There U-G-L-Y. Isn't. So that is rugby.
1: You ain't got no alibi. That that's is ugly.
0: U-L-A-G-Y. Whatever that is. Well, thank you very much for listening to our first podcast of 2018. Thanks very much to Rugby Pass for their support and um, Guinness who are helping us uh, go live to shows all around the UK. We've got Newcastle on January 24th and Edinburgh on the 21st of uh, February. So check out eventbrite.co.uk to get tickets for that. Edinburgh's going to be a stack, dude. Two days in Edinburgh.
3: Boston <laughs> <laughs>